I want to invite you once more to the book of Proverbs. Turn with me to Proverbs chapter 2, from verse 1 all the way up to verse 22. But we'll be focusing primarily on verses 11 to 22. Now, last week, as I mentioned, uh, Proverbs chapter 2, verses 1 to 22, is one continuous flow of thought. And as we said, there are two main divisions of this chapter. You have uh, primarily from chapters 1 to 11, which deals with the pursuit of wisdom, and then chapters 12 to 22, which deals with the protection of wisdom. Now, if you recall, Solomon in chapter 2 is making an appeal to the wise son. Now, the instructions to the wise son throughout the book of Proverbs is really exemplified by the life of Christ. In fact, we may even say that Christ is the wise son of the book of Proverbs. Now, in verses 1 to 11, I remind you last week that we found several conditional sentences. Conditional sentences, once again, present a hypothetical situation, and then it presents its possible consequences. In other words, if this, then that will happen. Again, in verses 1 to 4, we saw our if clauses. Verse 1, if you receive my words. Verse 3, if you cry for a discernment. Verse 4, if you seek her as silver, again, a reference to wisdom. Then in verses 5 to 11, we find our result clauses, right? Verse 5, then you will discern the fear of the Lord. Verse 9, then you will discern righteousness, justice, and equity. And so last week, we concluded that If you are to pursue wisdom, then you must study the word of God. You must meditate upon the word of God. You must pray and you must seek wisdom. Now, the result of seeking wisdom is a knowledge, a greater knowledge, in fact, of the thrice holy God. It is also discernment in justice righteousness, and equity, and it is protection, protection. Now, it is to this aspect that I would like for us to focus our attention on this morning. The big idea, as we will see, and consequently also the title of this morning's Bible study is The Protection of Wisdom, The Protection of Wisdom. As we work our way through this passage this morning, I would like for us to focus on three main points. In verse 12a, we will consider deliverance from the devil, while in verse 12b to 19, we will consider deliverance from degenerates. And then finally, in verses 20 to 22, we will see deliverance from death. Again, wisdom practice will deliver the wise son from the devil, degenerates, and death. 
Look with me once more, beginning in verse 11. Again, it says, Discretion will guard you. Understanding will watch over you to deliver you from the way of evil. Now, as I stated last week, we live in a fallen world. We live in a sinful world, and there are many dangers that abound. First and foremost, there are physical dangers. Every day we hear of another war or rumors of wars. Governments themselves take advantage of their own people and persecute them. And even in the home, parents abuse their children, and in some instances, adult children abuse their parents. The world is filled with murder and bloodshed. We also hear of mass shootings that claim the lives of unsuspecting victims. Like in 2012, when Adam Lanza shot and killed 20 children and six adults, at Sandy Hook Elementary School before taking his own life. In response to this tragedy, Connecticut enacted a law that required background checks for all gun sales and banned the sale of high-capacity magazines. Then in the same year, in Aurora, Colorado, in the Century 16 movie theater, James Holmes threw tear gas into the movie theater and then opened fire. In the aftermath, 12 people were killed and 70 people were injured. Lawmakers, again, in response to the shooting, expanded background checks and limited magazine capacity. Then, three years later, at a church in Charleston, South Carolina, Dylan Roof shot and killed nine people during a Bible study. And in response to this shooting, lawmakers removed the Confederate flag from state grounds. Now, my goal this morning is not to stir up controversy, but just point out the fact that we live in a dangerous world. You could be going about your day just doing what you always do and Evil is at hand. Now, where the lawmakers and government officials actually fail is in acknowledging the source. The source of such evil comes from the heart of men and demonic forces. Jesus says in Matthew 15, verse 19, that out of the heart come evil thoughts, murders, adulteries, fornications, theft, false witness, slanders. And again, we read in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12, For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the powers, against the world forces of this darkness, against the spiritual forces of wickedness in heavenly places. Again, we live in a world where there is physical as well as spiritual dangers. Demonic forces influence individuals and governments to bring about the death 
and destruction of humanity. And where you see the systematic destruction of human life, you can be certain that the devil stands behind it all. If you recall in John chapter 8, verses 44, Jesus says of the Jews who sought to kill him, you are of your father, the devil, and you want to do the desires of your father. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in him. Whenever he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own nature, for he is a liar and the father of lies. Children, young adults, adults, the devil doesn't just want to defeat you. He doesn't just want to enslave you. Rather, he wants to kill you. 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8 states, Be of sober spirit. Be on the alert. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. Now, we spend much time as parents on the alert for physical dangers. We say things to our children like, Obey the traffic laws. Look out for copperheads. Be home before dark. But how often are we on the alert for spiritual dangers? There is real spiritual danger and there is a real devil who seeks the destruction of those created in the image of God. Again, his plan is to kill you and to make sure that you leave as much carnage behind so that he can repeat the cycle all over again with someone else. And he is a mighty adversary. Martin Luther, who often felt the personal attacks of the devil, penned the hymn, A Mighty Fortress is Our God. In that hymn, Luther states, A mighty fortress is our God, a bulwark, never failing. Our helper, he amid the flood of mortal ills prevailing. For still our ancient foe does seek to work us woe. His craft and power are great. And armed with cruel hate, on earth is not his equal. Did we in our own strength confide our striving would be losing. We're not the right man on our side, the man of God's own choosing. Thus ask who that may be, Christ Jesus, it is he. Lord Sabaoth, his name, from age to age, the same. And he must win the battle. Martin Luther continues, And though this world with devils filled, should threaten to undo us, we will not fear, for God has will his truth to triumph through us. The prince of darkness grim, we tremble not for him, his rage we can endure, for lo, his doom is sure. One little word shall fell him, that word above all earthly powers, 
no thanks to them abide it. Again, the devil is not to be trifled with. He is a powerful foe. But the right man is on our side. It is Christ Jesus, the one who binds the strong man and plunders his goods. The one, as it says in 1 John 3, 8, who appeared to destroy the works of the devil. You see, our foe may be mighty, but our God is almighty. And it is the almighty God that protects the wise son. Again, going back to Proverbs chapter 2, verse 12, there is a way of evil that is taught by the evil one. And God delivers the wise son not only from the evil way, but also from the evil one. First and foremost, God delivers the wise son from the evil one in salvation. In Colossians 1.13, we read of God the Father, For he rescued us from the domain of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved son. Secondly, God through wisdom delivers the wise son from the children of the evil one. This leads us to point number two, deliverance from degenerates. Deliverance from degenerates. In the first place, a degenerate is defined as a immoral or, cor- or corrupt person. And this is a fitting description of the individuals described next. Look with me again at the text. Proverbs chapter 2, verses 11 to 15. Discretion will guard you. Understanding will watch over you to deliver you from the way of evil, from the man who speaks perverse things, from those who leave the paths of righteousness to walk in the ways of darkness, who delight in doing evil and rejoice in the perversity of evil, whose paths are crooked and who are devious in their ways. The first individual that wisdom delivers the wise from is the man who speaks perverse things. Now, this man's speech is evil because he delights in evil. In fact, the text says that he rejoices in the perversity of evil. Now, the word rejoice means to exalt or to be glad as the idea of something that you worship. And so it is used of God often in the, in the Psalms. For instance, Psalm 35, verse 9 states, And my soul shall rejoice in the Lord, it shall exult in his salvation. Again, Psalms 32, verse 11, we read, Be glad in the Lord and rejoice, you righteous ones. And shout for joy, 
all you who are upright in heart. Now, <clears throat> instead of worshiping and rejoicing in God and using the mouth for praise, this man worships and uses his mouth for evil, for evil is his Lord. Wickedness brings him joy. You know, <clears throat> there are people like that, and I've met a few in my lifetime, who don't seem to be happy unless they're up to some sort of mischief or causing someone to suffer. Their hearts are so hard that those who are pursuing holiness are seen as fake to them because sin is what is real. Sin is what makes their heart beat. It's what excites them and makes them feel alive. And perhaps the worst part about these individuals is that they are often acquainted with the way of righteousness. Solomon describes them as those who leave the paths of uprightness to walk in the ways of darkness. They are apostates who depart the faith that they were taught in their youth to pursue evil in their adulthood. Children, young adults, I plead with you, let it never be said of any of you that it would have been better for you not to have known the way of righteousness than having known it to turn away from the commandment handed down to you. Instead, seek wisdom. Seek understanding that you may guard yourself from becoming that man and that you may also be able to discern others who are like him. Well, <clears throat> moving on, we see another servant of evil that the wise son needs to guard against. If you are wise, discretion will guard you and understanding will watch over you. Jumping down to verse 16. To deliver you from the strange woman, from the adulteress who flatters with her words, that leaves the companion of her youth and forgets the covenant of her God. For her house sings down to death and her tracks lead to the dead. None who go to her return again, nor do they reach the paths of life. Again, we find another apostate here called the strange woman. She is the adulteress. <clears throat> now, an adulteress or an adulterer is someone who is unfaithful to the marriage covenant through the practice and unlawful desire for sex outside of their marriage. Now, <clears throat> I say unlawful desire because adultery first begins in the heart. Jesus says in Matthew 5, verses 27 to 28, You have heard that it was said, 
you shall not commit adultery. But I say to you that everyone who looks at a woman with lust for her has already committed adultery with her in his heart. Young men and even young women do not get caught up in sexual immorality. Do not get caught up in sexual immorality of any sorts. Not just adultery. Flee from enslaving sins such as pornography, for it will drag you down to hell. Now, the statistics are staggering regarding this sin. According to a survey conducted by the Barna Group in 2014, they found that 64% of self-identified Christian men and 15% of self-identified Christian women view pornography at least once a month. This is compared to 65% of non-Christian men and 30% of non-Christian women. So the results of this survey show that there's virtually no difference between saved and unsaved men in this area. Now you say, Pastor Devon, why are we talking about this in this setting? Well, the same survey states that 28% of Christian men and 11% of Christian women say that they were first exposed to pornography before the age of 12. Now, we do need to be careful about statistics. For one thing, how did the Barner group define what it means to be a Christian? But regardless of the actual numbers, pornography is a real problem in the church. And so the wise son will be discerning regarding this sin. They will be on guard. They will set no worthless thing before their eyes. Again, my children, be discerning and shun the influences of the adulteress in whatever form she takes. Don't get caught up by the good looks and the charming words. As you may recall, I stated two weeks ago that Lady Wisdom is often compared and contrasted to the adulteress throughout the book of Proverbs. And even as wisdom speaks, so too does the adulteress. Going back to Proverbs 2, Solomon states that the adulteress flatters with her words, but all her promises are false. Now Matthew Henry, in commenting on this verse, states this, How false she is, for first she is false to him whom she entices. She speaks fair, tells him how much she admires him above any man, and what a kindness she has for him. But she flatters with her words. She has no true affection for him, nor any desire of his welfare, any more than Delilah had for Samson. 
All she designs is to pick his pocket and gratify a base lust of her own. Secondly, she is false to her husband and violates the sacred obligations she she lies under to him. He was the guide of her youth. By marrying him, she she chose him to be so and submitted herself to his guidance with a promise to attend him only and forsake all others. But she has forsaken him, and therefore it cannot be thought that she would be faithful to anyone else. Thirdly, she is false to God himself. She forgets the covenant of her grace, the marriage covenant, to which God is not only a witness, but a party. For he, having instituted the ordinance, both sides vow to him to be true to each other. It is not her husband only that she sins against but her God, who will judge whoremongers and adulterers adulterers because they despise the oath and break the covenant. Again, like her father the devil, the adulteress is a liar and a murderer. Her ways are the opposite of lady wisdoms, for the way of wisdom leads to life while the adulteresses leads to death. Solomon continues, For her house sinks down to death, and her tracks lead to the dead. You see, the way of the adulteress is a downward spiral, and at the bottom of that pit is death. Even the wise if they do not proceed with caution, falls to her. And sexual immorality may even be a gateway to apostasy. Indeed, even Solomon himself was led astray from God into idolatry through sexual immorality. And the power of this sin can be so strong that none who go to her return again, nor do they reach the paths of life. This then leads us to our final point. Wisdom delivers from death. Look with me once more at the text. Verses 20 to 22 states, So you will walk in the way of good men and keep to the paths of the righteous, for the upright will live in the land and the blameless will remain in it. But the wicked will be cut off from the land, and the treacherous will be uprooted from it. Wisdom practice will not only deliver you from wicked men, but it will guide you into the ways of good men. It will cause you to observe and emulate righteous men who follow Christ. For the upright will live in the land, and the blameless will remain in it. Now, here the land, I believe, is not just a reference to physical life, but also the land of Canaan, the promised land which typifies heaven. In other words, the righteous will receive the ultimate blessings of God, while the wicked, it says, will be cut off from the land, and the treacherous will be uprooted from it. 
The wicked will die, and ultimately they will be judged by God in hell. And so the wise son will be delivered from death. In the first place, the wise son is often protected from danger that would threaten his physical life. I remember several years ago when uh, my family first moved to North North Carolina, um, and we moved to East Charlotte. We had a, a home there, and we stayed there for about eight years and lived in relative uh, peace and, and tranquility. But then in the eighth year, there were a string of things that began to happen that led to us finally deciding to move. First, it was my son's bicycle being stolen from the driveway. Then on another occasion, working from home, just happened to look through the window My daughter had put a a letter in there to send to her auntie, so it was outgoing mail. I saw this guy pull up in the car and reach into the mailbox and grab the mail and everything that was in there. Well, the final straw was one night after we were, we had, you know, family worship, Um, children were much, uh, younger at that time, and we're getting ready to send everyone uh, to bed. In fact, everyone was in their, in their room, and me and my wife were, were talking. I was a little ways from her, and she was hearing some rustling, right? And the house that we lived in was a split level, right? So there was some noise coming from the kitchen, and so I was thinking at the time, maybe it was, maybe it was a raccoon, right? Because Previously, we had raccoons that would periodically go through our, our garbage. And so as I you know, went down the stairs and, and proceeded to, through to the kitchen, all of a sudden I heard footsteps and the door to our carport slammed shut. And it was at that moment I realized that we had been robbed. Now, among the items that were taken was a camera, my wife's wallet, wallet, and a knife. And the guy we found out later, they they caught him because he attempted to use um, one of the cards at a uh, gas station. Um, We found out later that this guy was in and out of prison. He was he was on drugs, and uh, he had you know done various crimes before, including assault. And all I can think of after all of this happened was of God's protection. God is good to his people. He often protects his people from physical danger. Believer, the Lord protects his people from so many dangers and even rescues them from death. Now, With all of that being said, I'm not saying that the wise son will never experience death. In fact, the wise son sometimes suffers when they die. But even if we should die, 
like the wise son of Proverbs, Jesus Christ, we will live again. If you recall in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 20 to 26, we find a glorious promise. But now Christ has been raised from the dead, the firstfruits of those who are asleep. For since by a man came death, by a man also came the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all die, so also in Christ all will be made alive. But each in his own order, Christ the firstfruits, after that those who are Christ said is coming, then comes the end. When he hands over the kingdom to the God and Father, when he has abolished all rule and all authority and power, for he must reign until he has put all his enemies under his feet. The last enemy that will be abolished is death. Again, God delivered the wise son from death, and he will likewise deliver all his wise sons from death as well. Why then should we fear? In conclusion, I want to first address the men with some application from our text. Young men, older men, when you know that you are protected by God and only what he allows will befall you, then that frees you up to be a protector as well. You will do the deeds of your Father in heaven, even as the world does the deeds of their Father. You will protect your family and others. In times of danger, take courage because you are protected by God. Now, this does not mean that we should presume upon God's protection and go jumping off of buildings, right? If you recall, this was one of the things that Satan said to Christ in Matthew chapter 4, verses 5 to 7. In Matthew chapter 4, verses 5 to 7, we read, Then the devil took him, that's Christ, into the holy city and had him stand on the pinnacle of the temple and said to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written, He will command his angels concerning you, and on their hands they will bear you up so that you will not strike your foot against the stone. Jesus said to him, On the other hand, it is written, You shall not put the Lord your God to the test. Again, God protects his children, but there is also protection that comes through the practice of wisdom. And God's protection, as we saw, is comprehensive. It guards against all forms of evil. Likewise, parents, the protection of your children needs to be comprehensive as well. For it's not just physical dangers that will destroy them. And so, for instance, if they have access to a phone or a tablet device, you need to make sure that the proper restrictions are on those devices to guard them against the adulteress. Likewise, mothers, 
I know you're busy, but don't just plop your children down in front of the television and have them watch a show because it's rated G, right? Some of these shows, in addition to teaching ABCs, also teaches the world's standards of morals and ethics. And so you need to be a protector as well and screen everything that is set before their eyes. On the positive side, teach them the word of God. For if they receive it, it will protect them from the influence of perverse men and women, even when you're not around. Children, if you seek wisdom, it will guard you against the college professor who speaks blasphemies against God, as well as the flatterer who tempts to sexual immorality. If you treasure wisdom, you will be protected from being drawn away from the path of righteousness to the path of evil. And not only will you be protected from the evil path, but you will also be protected from the evil one. Again, I exhort all you wise ones to meditate upon the word of God, pray, and seek wisdom. For when you do, discretion will guard you, and understanding will watch over you. Amen? Let's go to the Lord in a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, again we thank you for your word, for it is indeed sufficient. It is sufficient to lead to a right knowledge of who you are, and consequently a right knowledge about who we are and how we ought to live. I pray this morning that as I stated in the beginning, that the word would hit its mark. That you would convict, that you would correct, that you would train in righteousness, that you would indeed save. Lord, we are indeed shut up to you for everything. And we thank you, Lord. We thank you for all the ways in which you protect us. Your protection, again, is comprehensive. And I pray that we would seek to be like our Father in heaven. We would seek to be protectors as well. As parents protecting our children from the many dangers and pitfalls that are warned against in the book of Proverbs. And that our children would hear the word of God and trust in you and learn from wisdom. For indeed it will be a protection for their own souls and a safeguard for it. Lord, we thank you that Though this world is filled with devils and the evil way and the the broad road, indeed, the right man is on the side of the people of God. And so we have no need to fear, for we are protected and preserved by God. We thank you for all the blessings that are found in Christ. And all these things we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.